0: Kim and I love talking about relationships, the good, the challenging, and everything in between. And just like you, we've had our share of ups and downs over the years. Today, we're doing something a bit different. We're answering five questions about our own journey together. You'll get to hear how we first met, how we worked through disagreements, and we've got some advice for couples in 2024.
1: So today we're going to throw it back a little bit. We're actually going to ask each other five questions and each answer the same questions to give you guys that might have joined us recently as our audience is growing quite quickly uh, some some more information about our background. We've had a few DMs just asking us for a little bit extra, finding out more about who we were and, and how we got to where we are. And so we thought, let's just let's just take an episode. It's been a year of us doing the podcast, let's just take an episode to give our new listeners a little more info and a little more insight into who we are, Rog and and I as a couple, and how we got to uh, running our own relationship podcast. So, with that, let's kick off. And first question, Rog, how did we meet and what were your first impressions?
0: (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, we we met at Curtin University in two thousand and two. Uh, during the first week, we were um, introduced by a mutual friend. Uh, funnily enough, a lot of our we had a lot of friends who were friends, but we never actually met each other. Uh, I wasn't looking for a partner at all. I just come out of a, you know I was eighteen, but I just come out of a two year relationship, and I was really just looking at, at uni, and then. Um and you know, parting with my mates and uh yeah, and then I I, I met you and I think we we bonded pretty pretty quickly. You know, you were always a bit of a dichotomy where you were so down to earth and so chill and yet at the same time you were so fiery and you wore these tiny little denim and um like Scottish pleat skirts which left not much to the imagination. You were very sexy and very beautiful, and yeah, I just I, I was I think um you were such a full person, and I think that just really attracted me to you as firstly a friend, but I think even at the very start, uh, as maybe a friend, but could be a little bit more than just a friend.
1: I think that is one of the sweetest things you've ever said to me. Calling me a full person, at seventeen, I definitely don't think I was whole. But to think that you saw me as a full person, that just that really lights my heart up. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well yeah. I also talked about your sexy little skirts as well. <laughs> <Okay. so. laughs>
1: Skate right past those. It was the early two thousands. Although, they're pretty much everything that we wore back then is back in fashion now, which is hilarious to watch.
0: So, again, how did we meet and what were your first impressions?
1: So, as you say, we met at uni. um, But I would say, how did we meet? We met, getting specific, at one lunchtime on the grassy knoll, hanging out with a a group of collective friends. And um, we had a little bit of an argument. (laughs) Yeah, and we
0: haven't stopped since.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We had a little bit of an argument over skiing. We both thought we knew better. And there was a little bit of a tussle between us that you could tell there was something there. It wasn't – there wasn't an arrogance in the argument. There was a little bit of prodding, I would guess, you'd call it. Uh, It wasn't – it was cute. It was cute. And the very first time I met you – honestly, I know this sounds so wooey, but I knew in my – bones you were going to be part of my life not I don't know how I don't know whether I thought you were going to be a friend or what it was but I was I was sure this person called Roger was going to be in my life which is such a wacky thing to think Um, and then I didn't really think much about it we became friends pretty quickly at uni we had a lot of subjects together but what were my first impressions I thought you were very cute definitely but I thought you had great Personality. I really enjoyed your robustness, the the fact that you were willing to put your ideas forward, that you were willing to speak confidently. I had been away for a year beforehand, living in Switzerland doing a youth exchange, and had spent a lot of time uh, hanging out with some really confident, interesting kids from all over the world, and I really had loved that. I had absorbed that a lot. These people with such such confidence and such curiosity and all those sorts of things and you seemed to have that same sort of thing going on you were interested in conversations you wanted to engage in them and i really i really enjoyed that that you seemed to really care about what i had to say and what we were talking about and i thought over the next you know couple of months i thought this person's really enjoyable to be around and then I realised I liked you when one of my girlfriends said she thought you were cute. <laughs> because I said, you can't date him, I'm going to date Hands him. Hands <laughs>
0: off, bitch, she's my, he's mine. <laughs> I did not speak to my friend like that.
1: No, I realised then that I liked you. I was, I was quite sure because I was really worried when she said she liked you and, um, or thought you were cute. I don't know if she'd got to the liking stage. And yes, the next thing you know, we were... ...kissing at a party and we have been together for 22 years since.
0: Yeah, it was one of those ones where like... ...I think you told a couple of my best mates you were like... ...oh, I really like Roger, like I really like him... ...and then they told me <laughs> and I was like... I'm going to get with Kim at the <laughs> oh party tonight. So, just that
1: context here, I was 17, you were 18. We were, Which is
0: legal in Australia, just for <laughs> everyone listening.
1: Absolute babies. Yeah. Absolute babies when we met. So, yeah, okay. All right, next question. What has been the most challenging aspect of our relationship and how did we overcome it?
0: Uh, th- so Kim and I literally just uh, put these questions together. We haven't done any research or prep for this, but just thinking about it, there are obviously a heap of difficult moments. You know, we've been together 22 years in our relationship, you know, from times at the start, um, middle and end. And then, of course, you know, you become a parent and your world revolves around your little one. And then, of course, um, you know, her many challenges, uh, moving home from moving back to Perth from our home in Japan, which was our dream. Uh, you know, you know, we split off and did different degrees. Uh, and, you know, Kim went to work after we finished our degree at Curtin, our accounting degrees, and I went and did a law degree. And But I think maybe that's it. Do you know what? It's the, the most challenging of our relationship is when you're together for 22 years, and you st- you're really just kids when you when you first mate, is how much you grow, and then how do you align that growth and grow together? So, you know, couples after 20 years of marriage, will say, oh, we, just, we grew in different directions, we grew apart, or they're not the person that I um, fell in love with. And even though Kim is the person I fell in love with, she's chalk and cheese to the person she is today. And, you know, we grew at very different rates, Um, We grew at very different speeds. That happens just because we're two different people. It happens in men and women generally. But, yeah, I think that that was probably the most challenging thing and the thing that sort of, you know, almost tore us apart a few times. But now is actually one of the uh, probably that understanding that growth is natural and you want your partner to grow, you want to grow. And so how do you align that? And I think for us, how did we overcome it? Well, we became a team. And I think probably answered that's going to be the response to a few of our questions. But we started talking more. Um, We got on the same page. We became aligned. We became a team. And so we started growing in the right direction. We started talking more so we started understanding how the other person was growing more. So we could keep up or we could slow down or we could bring them along with us. Uh, You know, we got curious about each other. We, we got self aware, like I got really self aware. So, you know, we recently did an episode on Bids of Connection. I sort of started that episode talking about how, you know, I didn't used to turn towards Kim when, when talking about when we we're doing, when she made a bit of connection. Uh, I used to turn away and I didn't realize I was doing that. And over time, I sort of used to look at myself without knowing this terminology and I just said, Oh God, Kim's always talking, always wanting to engage. God, she's always at me. And then I just had to stop and take accountability and go, well, actually, is she always at me? Or is she always wanting to try to connect with me? And How can I take accountability of this situation? I could either, one, tell her to stop always being interesting, having great ideas or being too full on, or I can actually start to try and match that level. And I started to try and match that level and, and, and just found that, I became a better person, my connection with Kim grew and that was maybe 10 something years ago and I think since then that's how we overcame it. So I I actually took an interest in my partner, I started to put her before my own interests, and as a result I grew a heap and we grew together. So what about you, sweetie? What was the most challenging aspect of our relationship and how did we overcome it?
1: It's an interesting question because I think for me, and I am a detailed person, so it's no surprise I focus in on the fact that it's the most challenging aspect part of aspect of our relationship, because the most challenging part of our life is definitely not what has been the most challenging part of our relationship. Yeah, yeah. And talking just about the relationship in isolation uh, and looking at that, because in fact the most challenging part of our life has been our relationship's been incredible which is really, you know, a testament to how far we've come in the last decade compared to our first, you know, 10 years or the last 12 years compared to our first 10 years. Uh, The most challenging aspect for me is definitely what you were talking about. It was the time, it was actually the feeling, that's what came to me as we have said this question. It was a feeling of we are no longer on the same page, I no longer see a teammate in my partner. I no longer feel connected to my partner deeply. In fact, I feel like every day, we're growing further apart. And I can just remember sitting on the edge of the bed, having this feeling and wondering, what to do and we had a lot of animosity between us at the time obviously we've talked a lot about how when we don't work as a team we start vying for resources and we start becoming adversaries rather than teammates and partners and we certainly were much more in that space and I just remember the heartbreak it was it broke my heart and I didn't know how to get out of it I didn't know how to get back I didn't know that we could just learn skills I didn't know that we could that that relationships needed work the way that everything in life needs work that that was normal to have problems to have really big problems I didn't know any of those things and so for me that was the most challenging aspect by a mile because I felt heartbroken and I felt really really lost and how did we overcome it we overcame it ...by staying in the relationship firstly. That was the first thing we did. And I'm not saying everyone should stay in there. This is no, by no means a, a edict to everyone else. This is just what we did. We stayed in it. And we started with one foot in front of the other. And we did reading and we sought help and we started to talk about the higher level stuff of what a relationship is and what's important and we started to build our skills. We saw that we needed, we had deficits in certain areas and we needed more information of how to be in a relationship in a way that was going to support one another. And the more skills we learned, the more we wanted to learn, which was super cool. And you can, there's so many resources, there's so many ways to learn in life. Our, our podcast is one tiny, teeny drop in the ocean of ways to learn. And so, yeah, we started to learn. And when we learned together and made that commitment together to grow, it just flourished from there.
0: Yeah, I love that, sweetie. Um, I think one of the things with us is how how did we make it after 22 years is we we always wanted to put the effort in to stay together. And I think that was something really special about us, Um, As we always just wanted to put the effort in and we just didn't know how to we didn't have the skills to be in a good relationship and we slowly bit by bit learnt those skills
1: do you know what i think as well though as you say that it's not that we just wanted to stay we wanted things to be better i think that's a crucial difference some people stay and say well i just am not leaving but that's not going to help you we said we want things to be different like we were very clear about that we didn't want the life we had we wanted a better life and a better relationship for ourselves and, and that, that was motivating. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. What are your favourite shared memories or experiences in our relationship?
0: Uh, well, after 22 years, there's, <laughs> there's quite a few. Uh, you know, I think back from when we were young, it was when we'd go down on study breaks before our, <laughs> uh, for, before our uni exams and we'd go down to my parents' holiday house and we'd s- sit there and study all day. And then at night we'd watch movies, drink nine dollar bottles of wine, and <laughs> make like big cheesy pasta bakes in our tracky dacks and use um, you know, put uh, face masks on and just dick around. And we just, um, you know, we'd go for runs together on the beach in the morning, and we were just young and 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 free. Uh, you know, since then, like some of our holidays. It's funny, like Kim and I do have a passion for skiing and, you know, we we moved to our, one of our favourite holiday destinations, Niseko, to live full-time and work. And so we've got lots of great memories from there. But funny enough, one of the best memories was on this. Um, we went to Cambodia, which uh, was just one of the most beautiful places in the world. And it was one of the cheapest holidays we've ever been on as well. That was the funny thing. And... We got a tuk-tuk driver who would drive us to Ankle Wat <laughs> and all the uh, Ankle Wat and all the um, all the temples at like five a.m. in the morning, and we just chose him right. We didn't realise that he had the slowest tuk-tuk, so all the other tuk-tuks would take people into the temples, and it would take him about twenty minutes. I think it took us about forty-five, and all the other drivers would actually each morning because we did this like four or five mornings in a row to see all the temples. It was such an amazing experience. They'd really start taking the piss out of this bloke and asking us if we would, like, ditch him and go with them. But we were like, no, he's, he's our slow tuk-tuk driver. <laughs> and to me, you know, we'd sit there and then we'd go to – there's a place called Pub Street where you can get $1 beers afterwards. And we were sitting in a foreign country, um, Cambodia's – you know, it's got a very dark history, but recently it's just one of the most beautiful countries in the world. The food's amazing. But as we're on that tuk-tuk, we were doing things our own way. We didn't care that we were the slowest. We were just sitting there, you know, you're crouched in the back. Kim's got her head on my shoulders. Um, I've got my arm around her. And I think maybe that's a bit of how we go about life sometimes is we do it our own way. We take it a bit slower than sometimes, even though we feel like sometimes we're going a million miles an hour. But we do it our own way and we do it together.
1: I love that. I think... For me, I have so many memories and I think that's the core of, uh, like, my favourite memories are all our memories. They're everything. We've done you so You can't many.
0: say that. That's, I that's I know, a massive cop-out. There's so
1: <laughs> many things. I, I like
0: think. all of my children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do like all of my children, all one of them. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those things where we look back and I do love what you say about having done it our way. We always do things our way. Okay, if I had to pick one specific memory, it would be the, oh God, it's like, it make me emotional. It would be our first day in Botswana on safari on our honeymoon. We were late, so our classic um, Air Botswana. <laughs> Had we <laughs> delays, unknown reasons, and we overnighted in this really crappy hotel. And all the other couples that were on heading to safari who were also delayed by this this airline got sent to the same crappy hotel. And there was people screaming at the receptionist, furious. Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've booked? I'm missing my safari. Blah blah blah. And we just looked at each other and said, "Can we please have the key?" Went to the room and went, "Well, this is great. Let's go have some dinner." We just.
0: Yeah, we we tonight at a very exp well, the first night at a very expensive safari,
1: but we camp. weren't going to let it take us down. We no. weren't going to lose the night no. entirely. And we went to the Boma and we had a great dinner. And that next morning, we flew out first thing in the morning. Gives me shivers. Got off the the little um, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a bus in the air over there. The Taxi really the taxi yeah. <laughs> got off the tiny little two person three person plane. Obviously three persons because we weren't flying. And we had our driver met us what was his name he was so lovely started with p Puck. Puck. i wrote to them about him he was so great and we and he had prepared breakfast for us so we could go straight on a game drive and we took off into safari into the wilderness to safari and i had grown up I'd been to Africa multiple times with my family. My family were very big on Africa... And, ...and educating us kids on the animals over there... ...and watching Nat Geo videos and stuff. And we had never, I had never done the Okavango Delta. And so for me going to Botswana was huge. And we drove out to this dreamland that I had had in my head... ...and I was sharing it with my new husband... ...with this amazing thoughtful driver who had... Um, ...and host who had brought us breakfast. And we ate breakfast in the wilderness of Africa... <laughs> looking at animals and it was utterly surreal, utterly surreal, an absolute dream come true. So that's yeah. That's and,
0: and that night we had a, a romantic honeymoon dinner and they sang us a they like sang fertility, songs. fertility songs to <laughs> us and then um, we got walked out to uh, like a little hut on the water where you weren't allowed to leave that night because you'd get eaten by lions and you could hear the hippopotamuses uh, chilling around you just a few meters away, which is pretty magic, but again, we did it our we did it our own way. We didn't let uh, the setbacks ruffle us too much, and we really made the be- the best out of it and um, we, it was an adventure, and we love adventure, so that's very much us.
1: <laughs> Next question: how do we handle disagreements and conflicts, and what have we learned from them
0: so we ...have disagreements and conflicts all the time. It's just part of our personalities. Kim's very stubborn and... <laughs> okay. We're about to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we we bump heads... We knock heads a lot. We knock heads a lot and we have very strong opinions... ...and we care a lot about stuff. And we like to do things our own way... ...even though we are a team. Uh, we're, we're a very strong team. But really overarching is the big thing is that we 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 know we're on the same team and we are so aligned in where we're going in our lives and who we are and what we want to achieve is that we literally will be halfway through an argument both of us or at least one of us will realize we've gone too far we've said something too much or we're like why are we so angry about something that's not doesn't even matter and we just say hey let's just let's just stop let's stop fighting so we we've had a quite a few fights even in the last week just because it's school holidays. our daughter's very dysregulated we're very dysregulated uh, there's just a lot going on and we've been able to again and again and again just stop ourselves and go hey we're not really fighting because we dislike each other we're not fighting because we totally agree on a really disagree on a really important issue and it's it's a game breaker we're we're, we're fighting because we're two people who are highly stressed, who are maybe struggling a bit right now. And, you know, we're on the same team. We're aligned. We know where we want to go, so let's move on. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean we don't come in and apologise to each other. It doesn't mean that we don't need sometimes to ask for a bit of space from each other to cool down. In fact, that's generally really what we do do. Um, but I think the, the main the main way we handle them is understanding that they will happen and understanding is that we're on the same team or aligned. so when they do happen, that we can recover very quickly from them and move on.
1: Yeah, I I would completely agree with what you've said. I don't really have a lot to add in terms of how we disagree and how quickly we move on. The other thing I – the other, I guess, little bit I would add on would be the more you practice good conflict resolution, the easier it becomes – At the beginning, trying to let go in the middle of an argument 10 years ago was really hard. I felt like I had to prove myself. You didn't like letting go either. It was very hard. These days, letting go is very easy compared to how it used to feel. It's smooth and it's fast because, as you say, we are so aligned. We know it doesn't matter in the scheme of things. We know we're just heated. We know we love each other. We know we're on the same page and we know what our dreams are and what goals we're working towards and that we run a household and a business together we know all those things in our soul and so because we're practiced and the more you practice the easier it gets it actually conflict resolution can actually be quite simple once you're practiced at it
0: well you get into it just like you can get it into a rhythm of getting into arguments you can get into a rhythm of getting out of yes, arguments and I resolving yes. conflicts and when you're on the same team you realize that a positive for you isn't a negative for me. Uh, positive for me isn't a negative for you. You start to realise that a, a negative for you is a negative for me. A positive for you is a positive for me. And that really gets your mind focused on moving forward.
1: That's um, the premise of Ubuntu. I am because you are. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if anyone's heard about this. It's um, It was a very famous... NBA team who adopted ubuntu which obviously comes from africa um and they adopted it into their philosophy and the team and they became this incredibly successful team and unit because every player understood that what happened to them or what happened to their teammate was also happening to them what happened to them was also happening to their teammate everybody was a part of one another and that's that that unit that you describe i am because you are if you suffer i suffer if I succeed, you succeed. We are a unit.
0: Yeah, and especially when you've got kids or what I think I don't people don't realize is you know, you, but you you are a team, you're a household, you're a unit, you're an organization and you know, you don't think that how you treat your partner or you know, trying to look after yourself isn't going to impact the team as a whole because mm. that 100% will, because it happens in the sports team, in organisations, it happens in businesses. And, of course, it's going to happen in the organisation. If you're in your group of friends, you try to put yourself above the group of friends, you'll get brought down a peg or you'll get moved out of the group. You know, we know that. So it's the same in the family. Don't, don't just go solo, you know, look to the team. I
1: love it. So, obviously, we are all about teaching relationship skills. That's what we do here. But what's, as our last question, what's one thing you would say to couples as they begin 2024, one piece of advice that you would give them moving into this new year, Rog?
0: Well, yeah, we we say this all the time. The the team's the way to the dream. But uh, it's, it's doubling down on your relationship when times get tough. So I think we've talked to a couple of couples recently in our interviews and just in general where they're saying, you know, how did you get through what you got through and um, preserve the relationship. It's like, well, we went harder at the relationship because it's your, it's your safe area. Like, man, li- life's tough. Life's really, really hard. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens if it doesn't happen to you or happen to your partner or your kids. If it doesn't have your partner or kids, what happened to your friends or your parents? You know, people people are getting made redundant. People are getting cancer and getting sick. People are are passing away. Even smaller things can can build up in your life. But if you know you've got someone who's got your back, no matter what, if you've got a safe zone to go to at the end of the day after a tough day of work or, you know, you've got family struggles outside, like greater family struggles, or even within your family there's issues but you're you're really strong and concrete with your partner – that's a safe space. It's a safe space to let, to let your feelings out. It's a safe space to, to not have to pretend to be someone else or be someone else. So anytime that you think, oh, this is too much, I can't deal with this, go harder at your relationship. Get your partner involved and say, I, you know, I love you. I believe in us. Not only that, I want to start putting us first because trust me, with everything else the world's got to throw at you, having somewhere safe to be, having a, a partner that's got your back and you've got their back, uh, it's, a, it's a real game changer. All right, sweetie, what's the one piece of advice you would give other couples for 2024?
1: I'm going to sound like we're not on the same team at, this at all at the moment because I'm going to go counter you. What? Well, <laughs> let, me, let me nuance it. Okay. So I'm going to say I completely agree with you. Always, always lean into the team. But I am going to take the word hard out of it rather than saying, yes, double down, yes, lean into the team. But I just have really noticed in 2023 a lot of people in our our community are talking about burnout. They feel absolutely knackered. We felt it. A lot of people were commenting on it. And I feel like our world is so push, push, push in so many elements The idea of pushing on the relationship as well is really stressful. Progress is progress. Do not make goals that are going to make your life really hard. Just start one foot in front of the other. And that's the beautiful thing about relationships. If you start just one foot and you don't go too hard and you don't pressure yourself, but you have a focus and a commitment to it, it will start to pick momentum up which means it starts to do some of the work for you. you got to do that little bit at the beginning, but then things start working for you. You start to get that reciprocal relationship. And I really feel like for this year, it's super important for people to be a little bit gentle with themselves and gentle with their relationship. Yes, absolutely lean into it. Without a doubt, it is the key, in my opinion and your opinion, to a contented life. If you are in a relationship, leaning into it is the way to find that contentment and to ch- and to chase down your dreams but i'm just aware that people have been feeling really burnt out and i would say progress is progress we do not have to have a certain amount of progress any progress is progress so be gentle on what your expectations are be gentle on what change goals you have keep them really manageable make it make it kind to yourself and your partner and just allow the progress to pick up as you go allow the momentum to build naturally be organic about it that would be my 2024 perspective
0: yeah have some (laughs) self-compassion you're amazing. You've just spent quality time on your
1: relationship. Feel like you're on a roll? If you want more living the team life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandroge.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies.
0: And if you like today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy.
1: Until next time, keep on living the team life.